This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We go to the top of the seventh inning. Here at uh, Larry Miller Field, Cougars up 11-1. Blake Inouye in for his second inning of work, uh, struck the side out in the sixth. And Travis Turney takes the first pitch down low, ball one. Here's the 1-0. That ball's lined left field. That ball's going to drop in front of McIntyre. So Turney with a leadoff single. And that will bring to the plate uh, Cody Hawken. We'll check that Hawken was taken out of the ballgame. It's number one, uh, Gabe Scoro. Be Scoro's first at bat. Of the ballgame, has a limited action in the first couple of games. And the first pitch from Blake Inouye is inside for ball one. Blake Inouye wearing number 14. He's a senior. Right-hander. Ball fouled up and out of play. Inouye 5'11", 186 out of uh, Henderson, Nevada. Played uh, J.C. ball down there at the College of uh, Southern Nevada. Very good baseball program. Here's the 1-1. That's where Bryce Harper played, and that's over for a strike. How about some of the number? Mike Trout. Hey, you kind of feel for Bryce Harper for just a second. Not for too long, but no. he, he only uh, had a week as the highest paid pay player ever, and then Trout came and trumped that about about $100 million, right? Yep. Ball hit into right field, base hit. So back-to-back hits by Portland here in the seventh inning. And for Portland, uh, Nick Marone steps in. Marone, right-handed hitter. As Inouye. From the stretch, first pitch. That ball's hit. uh, Clough's got it. He'll go to third. For the force, good play there by Clough. Yeah, that was a good play by Clough. Ball was hit to his right, really <clears throat> The ball hit that lead runner. Yeah, and the ball was hit really hard, and Clough thought he could really get in front of it, and he couldn't. Instead, so he was between a backhand and a forehand. He fielded it as a, as a forehand, as a regular you know, kind of fielding play, and he really had to stretch, and then it almost threw his footwork off throwing a third. But credit to him for sticking with it and, uh, you know, and getting it out there at third base. And for third baseman Deming uh, making a good scoop down at third base. Now Dutton Elski steps in. He's the catcher. A little bit of a transition for Deming. I mean, he was a shortstop in high school. Been working out mainly at first base for the Cougars and 
with third, third base open and an opportunity, they're yeah. just, Mike said it's getting him a lot of ground balls and in situations just like that where yeah. you normally wouldn't think, i got to cover that base. Right. He might have thought, I, maybe I should go after that ball. Right. But good instincts there by Deming to, to get to the base and, and get that lead runner. Here's the 0-1, just off the plate, one ball in, one strike. And one thing I've taken for granted now that I'm coaching my son Callum, who's eight, and his team, is there are so many different situations that, that you have to know at each position and options that you have when you get the ball with runners on. And, and, so, and they're all instinctual plays. 1-1 one, one pitch fouled off. And so it's, it's, it takes a long time to teach kids and, and like you're talking about, switching positions and now all of a sudden knowing, okay, I can go cut this ball off. Or I, when, if I don't, then I need to get a third because he might – I mean, there's so many different things. And from a teaching standpoint, it just takes time and it's hard and you kind of take that for granted uh, when you've been around the game for a long time. Well, back when you were eight, you know, you didn't, you didn't get that. It's just playing the game. Yeah. I mean, playing – and, you know, as many multiple positions as you can. I think it yeah, really helps. Absolutely. Swing and a miss. Elski goes down on strikes. We're out number two. You know, and one thing that I didn't have as much but that my son has, uh, it's interesting, is is video games. Uh, my son has a baseball video game on the PlayStation called MLB The Show, and he plays it, and he learns, and he's literally getting reps of going through situations mm-hmm. and making the right decisions and doing that. And I've been surprised because I've been like, you know what? He's actually learning a lot from playing that game because he's getting reps at, during the winter that we can't get outside and replicate. And so, uh, so that's, that's actually really that's helpful. okay if he plays video games. Yeah, Mom, yeah. Maybe I mean, not. I play against him and I win. Obviously, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to lose, uh, but I can teach him. But no, it's it's fun. And uh, and I've actually sh- suggested that to other parents. And initially, I would be not really a, a total advocate for playing a ton of video games. But as far as teaching the game and teaching sports, it's it's a simulation of it. So it's a really nice, it's a nice way to get some additional reps and train the kids and say, hey, this is why you do this. This is the, the base you go to, and they can make that play uh, in the simulation. Here's the one ball pitch, ball right off the end of the bat, unable to make the play, and Call throws wow. the first. Boy, good play by Call and. By Sue. Sue initially tried to come and get the ball, then he scampered back to the bag and called. Made the good play for the out, and Portland is retired in the inning. 11-1 Cougars lead on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Go to the bottom of the seventh, 11-1 Cougars leading. Christian Peters, the new pitcher for Portland, as he will start the bottom of the seventh here. And as the day's gone on, the weather's just gotten better and better. Bright sunshine now in Provo, and great day for baseball. Don't. Top of the order, Brian Sue will lead it off for the Cougars. Sue two for four today with a pair of RBIs and a run scored. Brian now hitting at 385 as he steps in. Yeah, Brandon's supposed to get up into the 60s this week. 60, what about 60, Tuesday? 60, was it 63 look like? on Tuesday. Doesn't say there's any chance of rain. It's partly cloudy. Be a great uh, day to have uh, the Fighting Ducks come in and play the Cougars. Yeah. And then it's supposed to drop down in the 40s. 
later this week and potentially snow again, which is March and early April in yep. Utah. Pitch to Sue is high and tight. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Sue Big. High hopper down the third baseline. And they will let that roll foul. Must have come off the plate. That thing had to go 50 feet in the air. Yeah. No chance to get Sue. They were just hoping it would uh, go foul. I mean, honestly, this kind of field is a leadoff guy's dream. Just all you have to do is hit the ball, chop it somewhere. I mean, it's, it's going to find a hole or it's going to bounce real high and give you a chance to get down to first. Ball and a strike. Sue takes that one outside. And then there's the opposite of that, which is also a leadoff guy's dream, is when you have a thick infield, really thick grass infield that slows the ball down and gives you a chance to get down to first. Spoken like somebody that has good speed, right? <laughs> or that used to. Curveball just missed inside, 3-1 and one on Sue. He'll be followed by Brian Call and then Brock Hale. It's just interesting to me how Call and Deming just in the last five days have worked their way into this starting lineup and are just being so productive. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a one hopper out to the third baseman, and he throws Sue out for out number one. It just shows you. I mean, never give up. You never know when you're going to be given an opportunity. And you got to be ready for it. Yep, absolutely. Call steps in. He is 2-4-3 today. He scored three times. Doubled to the wall in left center his last time up. And here's a kid, 5'8", 168. It just shows you that you don't have to have the big body to be able to do it. He hit that ball the last time, two hops off the wall. Hit a home run against UVU on Tuesday night. Pitches down low for a ball. Yeah, I mean, to your point, Brent, one of the most explosive players in the major league is Jose Altuve. I think he's 5'6", 5'7", maybe, 160 pounds. But he is explosive with the bat and can drive the ball, hit 20 home runs a year, steal 40 bags, hit 320. Um, so really it comes down to your mechanics, and it comes down to you know, how, how you make contact with the ball and how efficient you are with the bat and your approach. A lot of things which have nothing to do with your size. 3-0 and all the count now on uh, Brian Cull. He's out of uh, Mission Viejo, California. Down low, ball four, so on four pitches, call walks. And that will bring Brock Hale to the plate. Brock is two for four, a double and a single. You look at the day for Brian Call, he's two for three, if I'm not mistaken, two for three, double, single, two walks. I mean, that's a great a great day for your number two hitter. Kind of set the table for, you know, for Brock Hale, who's having a day himself, so... Brock steps in, and a curveball. Hale swings through it for strike one. 
Clough on deck. He's got three hits in the game and three RBIs. And then uh, Deming's got a pair of hits. McIntyre's got a pair of hits. So everybody, uh, Noah Hill is the only Cougar, as well as a Jelilich, that has not hit safely. Pitch a wild one behind Hale, and the runner moves up to second base. I would have never believed this this series would go this way. Yeah. I mean, uh, where BYU would dominate the Pilots yep. like they have. You know, they came off that crazy game at UVU on Tuesday that just, uh, you know, they had five errors and just kind of kicked it around, didn't pitch it well, got a big lead, and then kind of let the air come out. And then to come, come out with this kind of effort against a good team is – Pretty impressive. Coach uh, Littlewood got him ready. Yeah, but I think the, the thing is when you play a game like that against UVU and you kick it around a lot and you're making errors and you're not pitching well, but you still find a way to win the game, that is the M.O. as a mentality as a team that you start to get. One-two pitch, fly ball. Center fielder Turney coming in. He's there and will make the catch. Four out number two. Those are the confidence-building wins, really. I mean, you know, winning 11-1 against Portland's great, but it's the ones when things aren't going your way and you still find the way to get a win, that's when you start really getting your confidence. I mean, this obviously helps your confidence, having this sweep in the series, as you said, um, and having it you know, be a little bit more success than you would have thought coming into the series. But, um, you know, those midweek games are those games where you struggle against a team that you should do 11-1 against, and... Well, those are the ones where you gain your confidence for sure. Clough steps in, first pitch outside for a ball. Jackson now hitting uh, 345 as he's raised his average by 20 points with uh, three hits today. Team leading 25 RBIs on the year. And uh, on top of that, uh, just playing fantastic. The shortstop position. Did have an error today, but uh, he made a play last night, a double play play that I'm still, Coach Littlewood thought it might be one of the be- best plays he's ever seen. He, uh, Turney hit it. The short st- or the center fielder's got great speed. I thought it was in the center field. Clough came out of nowhere, dove, went sprawling, bounced up so quickly, stepped on the bag himself and threw him out at first base. It was really a pretty amazing effort. Great play by Clough. Showed his uh, great athletic ability. Two balls and a strike now to uh, Jackson. He now has six hits in this series, and he has uh, five RBIs. He might be uh, a candidate for player of the week in the conference. As Clough swings and misses at a breaking pitch. And the count evens up at two balls and two strikes. Clough wearing number four in the back of that Royal jersey for BYU, batting from the left side. And here is uh, Peter's pitch. Popped up on the left side. Third baseman in foul territory is there and makes the catch for the out. Cougars are retired here in the seventh. 
No runs, hits, or errors. One left. We are through seven complete. 11-1 Cougars over the pilots on your new skin BYU Sports Radio Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Jared Lusser has been brought in for BYU. Another kid, he's a Utah State Eastern transfer. Big kid. They tried him as a starter, and it just didn't work. They think he'll be better maybe in middle relief where he can just come in and get him two or three really good innings. Such a mentality difference between starting and relieving where you just – you empty your tank when you're a reliever, and when you're a starter, you might, you might back off a little bit. Yeah, and, and to your point, certain mindsets that you have. Some guys just have a closer's mindset. Some guys have more of a starter's mindset. That good pitch there, there for a swing and a miss. And it's just finding that fit for for each guy. Just like a position player, it's finding a fit where they feel most comfortable and where you can maximize their uh, their skill set. Here's the 0-1. Strike two called. Jared Lesser wearing number 22 for BYU. 6'4", 220. Out of Price, Utah and went to school there. Trying to remember, they call it uh, Utah State Eastern now. Used to be the College of Eastern Utah. Oh, that's the junior college. Yeah. It's like an extension of the Aggies, but a, a J.C., Pitches outside for a ball. Lesser is a junior. Two wins, a loss this year for Lesser. This is his eighth appearance. And the 2-2 pitch inside for ball three. He's thrown 19 innings, given up 25 hits. 15 strikeouts for Lesser. And the 3-2 pitch popped up. Playable Brian Sue coming in near the Portland dugout and makes the play. Noah Hill didn't even see that ball. Sue uh, tracked it all the way and was able to run it down for out number one. Brings up uh, Brett Gillis. We saw him in relief the other day. Now he's taken over for Lopez at third. And the first pitch over for call, strike one. We are in the eighth inning. Cougars with a 10-run lead. There's a ball hit pretty well. Brock Hale going back, looking up, and makes the catch. Boy, Brock Hale. Just robbed Gillis of an extra base hit. Got a tremendous jump on that ball. And I think it might have been slicing back toward him just yeah. a little bit. But what a great play by Brock Hale. I mean, Brock Hale ran, it felt like a mile just to get to that ball. And again, you mentioned earlier how big the gaps are and how big the outfield is here at BYU. And, uh, you know, Gillis, I thought that was a sure double, at least in the gap, maybe a triple. But uh, Brock Hill did a great job, ran an efficient route right to the ball and was able to, to make the snag almost look routine. Trace tomorrow now steps in. He's 0 for 3 today. 
And he swings and misses for strike one. Well, this is going to be a weekend that uh, Portland's going to want to just uh, erase out of the memory bank. Yeah. One run in the game one, one run in game two, and one run so far here in game three. Swing and a miss for strike two. Really looking at Portland versus BYU and at least what they've done approach-wise, I I haven't seen the same approach from Portland. Uh, They've been kind of all over the place as far as where they've been hitting the ball. Um, And we talked about BYU just really hitting the ball hard and staying up the middle and having that be their approach, and I think that's the difference at least in this game today, not having seen the first two games of the series. But all that translates if they continue to do that and the rest of the team starts catching on. But if everyone else is trying to do their own thing, maybe from a Portland standpoint, and you have a guy just trying to trying to pull the ball all the time because he's trying to hit a home run for himself. Pitch is skewed off the end of the bat. Deming up with it, throw to first in time for the out. And Portland retired in order here in the eighth inning. 11-1 Cougars lead on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll step in as we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Austin with a couple of hits in the ball game. And the first pitch from Christian Peters finds the outside corner for call strike one. Brent, looking at the Cougars lineup, I think it's Noah Hill and Danny Gelich, and only two don't have hits today. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's correct. So uh, hopefully we can get them some at-bats here and see if they can find a way to get a hit and end the day with some confidence. On to the count on uh, Deming. Austin hitting 3.33 as he steps in. Pitches off the plate. So a ball and two strikes now to uh, Austin Deming. Peters' uh, pitch is fouled straight back. Cougars have completely dominated this game from inning one. Cougars scored two in the first, six in the third, two in the fourth, one in the fifth. They lead by a score of 11-1. to one. They've outhit Portland 14-3. to three. Ball's fouled off down the third base side. Ball and two strikes, Deming. 6'1", 190. Swings and misses and goes down on strikes for out number one, and that'll bring McIntyre to the plate. Mitch McIntyre, a pair of hits, a pair of RBIs in the game. Moving that average up. As Mitch will step in against uh, Peters. And there's a ball down low in the turf for ball one. Uh, 
McIntyre they used uh, in an inning plus down at UVU. He got the win down there on the mound. And haven't had to use him in this series. Pitches over for a strike. Used a lot of people. It was kind of a staff day. They were Jordan Wood did a, such a good job Thursday of pretty much getting that whole game taken care of and gave the rest of the staff a, a bit of a rest. Everything's gone just about as perfect as you could as could go for the Cougars this weekend. Yeah, and that frees up some guys to be able to throw a little bit longer in those midweek games, um, like we talked about going into Oregon and uh, playing them on t- or having them come here on Tuesday. I mean, that's a big game. That's a big win if BYU can get it. So McIntyre takes the pitch on the outside corner, two and two. We don't know if Michael employ you know kind of a bullpen by committee type scenario and throw each guy one or two innings, or if he'll maybe try to stretch a guy out and let him throw five five innings, six innings if he can. But all of that plays into. Two two pitches fouled off. Yeah, all that plays into uh, having more guys be able to win those midweek games. That, as we talked about, helped RPI and helps BYU on a national stage as well as uh, gaining some confidence in conference. Two balls, two strikes. Ball hit by McIntyre, high right field. Right fielder coming in. Boy, McIntyre really hustling around first base. Made the catch for the out. Yeah, McIntyre just missed that ball. I mean, he was out in front of it just a little bit. Hit it really well, but just hit it high instead of far. And uh, I think he knows it, too. He's a little frustrated on himself. But McIntyre's had some really good at-bats today and something he can continue to build on. Another freshman, Dixie High School product, Hobbs Nyberg, steps in. Nyberg, uh, a very good prospect, runs very well. Played for Dixie last year. Uh, Hobbs was being recruited very heavily by Utah and by BYU. His brother Chunner played here. And uh, Hobbs uh, chose the Cougars. And you're going to see this kid uh, be a really, really good player. Just uh, hasn't had a real opportunity with the with the guys in front of him, but uh, he's gotten in. Uh, had a big stolen base the other night, and eventually came around to score a run to give the Cougars a little insurance. Here's the ball hit up off of the pitcher's glove, and Nyberg runs well, and there's no way they're going to get him. Nyberg will stay there at first base. Ball off the pitcher's glove. That's got to be a base hit for Nyberg. And again, good approach by Nyberg. Hasn't had a bat all day. Been sitting on the bench, but having that submarine right-hander throwing as a left-handed hitter, you're just looking for that ball out over the plate, tails away, and just take it back up the middle, opposite side of the field, and that's what he did. He hit it hard off the pitcher's glove. He's now got three hits and seven at-bats, and he's the type of kid that when the lights come on and it's a real game, that's when he excels, and uh, he's going to be a good one. Pitch is over for a strike. That's right, Noah Hill, 16-game hitting streak on the line. So Noah trying to continue that. And the pitch is on the outside corner for a strike. 
feel like Noah's just pulling off everything today. He's on those pitches that he's taking. He's kind of jabbing out and, and pulling his body towards third instead of staying close and seeing and letting that ball get deep. Oh and two to Hill with uh, Christian Peters on the hill. Two men out in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the pitch is just off the plate. Looks like Lester will pitch the ninth. Nobody in the pen for the Cougars. Everybody's made their way into the dugout. Noah off to an incredible start, 348 average. That pitch is off the plate for ball three. Nyberg at first base, two men out. Peters from the stretch, and here is the 3-2 pitch, and Hill rockets this deep left field. It's way out of the ballpark, but it is a foul ball. Boy, Noah took a healthy cut at that one. Wow. Yeah, the, the pitcher Peters there, again, submarine pitcher. That ball's diving back in to Hill. Tried to come back in with the pitch. He had been away, away. Tried to sneak one by him, and Hill wasn't having any part of it. So we'll see if Hill, he'll maybe, probably, I wouldn't go back in if I were Peters. <laughs> So we'll see if he goes back away and see if Hill can stay on it and just drive it back, back up the middle. Two and two. Fouled off. Straight back out of the catcher's glove. And, and, and uh, Peters changed his arm slot there through an overhand yeah. slider. A little bit of a surprise, but good job by Hill for battling up there and fouling it off. This has been the most drama we've had the whole game. Yeah. Cheering for Hill's 16-game hitting streak here in the eighth. Noah steps back in, and the pitch again fouled off. Well, he's not going to go down easy. Ball again hit hard, but foul. I'm not sure uh, that might have hit somebody in the Cougar dugout. It made him move quite a bit. I think it did hit somebody. Yeah, it's a little bit down there. Hit someone in the ankle. Can't tell who it is. Two and two the count. And Hill again fouls it off. So Noah Hill grounded out in the second, popped up in the third, struck out in the fourth, and walked in the sixth. Officially 0 for 3. And you know he knows what's going on down there. He's fighting for a hit. He'll hits one up the middle. Shortstop's got it on to second, and that will be the end of the 16-game hitting streak. Great job by Noah Hill. We'll go to the ninth, 11-1. Cougars leading Portland on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Yeah. 
go to the ninth inning. Cougars up 11-1. Jared Lesser on the hill for the Cougars, trying to finish this one off. First pitch fouled at the plate for strike one. Lesser worked a 1-2-3 last inning. There's a good slider right there. Big, yeah. heartbreaking slider. Good arm action on it. And the count 0-1-2. Lesser, it's got him listed at 6-4, but with those socks like that, he kid looks like he's about 6-8 out there. Yeah, he looks huge on the mound. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Checked his swing, but went around. Strikeout. One man down. And that's going to bring Thomas or Travis Turney to the plate. Boy, it's just hard to believe this Portland team. I mean, you can you feel for them because uh, the wheels literally just kind of came off offensively and on the mound for them in this series. Really good game last night. 3-1 was the contest, but they were outscored 24-3 in this series. Pitches down low for a ball. And that's where you just go back to the drawing board as the coaching staff, at least offensively, and try to simplify things. Maybe guys are starting to, again, try to do too much or their approaches are getting out of line and you just have to simplify 2-0 2-0 pitch. Turney fouls it over into the you know, dugout of Portland. That's the great thing about college baseball, Brand, is you have a, a tough series like this, and then you have a couple days generally to work on some things in practice. And I think that was my biggest adjustment going to play pro ball is you have a game the next day and the next day and the next day. And, then, you know, I think in 2004 we played 29 straight days without a day off. And uh, – you can kind of get sideways, can't you, oh, on some so, things? So easily. And that's the biggest adjustment in pro ball is just the mental adjustment. I mean, it's physically adjust, a, a big adjustment as well, but more than anything, it's just you're 0 for your last 12 and you know you're struggling, and you're back in the lineup the next day, and the only time you can work on it is at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. 2-2 two, two pitch fouled off. And you're in the middle of Texas in the summer, and it's 100 degrees with 90% humidity, and you're outside, and you have a game that night, and you're taking a ton of swings trying to get your swing right. And so uh, – it's a huge adjustment, and that's why I think college is great because you have that time to kind of reset your mindset and work on some things that you can translate out to the games the next weekend. 2-2 two, two pitch down low, ball three. We are in the ninth inning. Game uh, about three hours and 20 minutes. And the 3-2 pitch is outside ball four. So Turney walks with one man out. And that will bring Gabe Scoro to the plate. His second time up, he singled his lone time up here earlier. Well, the Cougars got a great start from Justin Sterner. And he had lots of offensive support. There's a ball hit hard. Clough's got it on to second for one. The return to first. In time for the double play. 
And that will do it. The Cougars win this one by a score of 11-1 to and sweep the Portland Pilots with the win. The Cougars go to 17-5 and on the year. Portland drops to 15-9. and More importantly, the Cougars now 4-2 and in the West Coast Conference. And uh, Cameron, uh, it's your first chance. You, you saw him early in Arizona yeah. playing some preseason games, but uh, first chance to see him in conference action and uh, pretty impressive performance. Yeah, really impressive. Uh, the offense, just their approaches, um, how hard they're hitting the ball is uh, really impressive. And they have some, some athletes on this team, and they're all young like we talked about during the game. So it's exciting time for BYU. They're playing really well. The games that they're not winning – they're close, they're in them, and so they're showing up to the to the field every single day expecting to win the game. And again, we talked about Tuesday when the game wasn't going like play, they, they had planned. They still found a way to win. They come out here against Portland, who's one of the top teams in the conference, and they sweep them and only allow three runs over three games. That's really impressive. And again, we talked about it, but this pitching staff for BYU, the depth that they have, the arms that they have, they can throw so many guys in different situations. It's exciting for the rest of the season for BYU. No doubt about it. Well, hey, Cameron, uh, we appreciate you coming and joining us. Uh, I know we're going to hook up again as, as the season goes on, and hopefully the Cougars can keep playing this kind of baseball because it's pretty impressive. I mean, all facets. Uh, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. Appreciate it. You bet. We're going to send it back for a 60-second break, be back with the player, and then Coach Mike Littlewood right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Radio Network.